Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. excited to announce that Soulful Valley is now a publishing house. Following my incredible journey with Intuitive, I was led to the opportunity to train as a publisher. My first project is a multi-author book called Evolving on Purpose, Mindful Ancestors Paving the Way for Future Generations. If you are a coach or healer and are serious about creating an impact and becoming more visible and would like to invest in this project, becoming a best-selling author in the process, send me an email to soulfulvalleypodcast at gmail.com and I'll send you an application link. We've already begun the journey. Our authors in the hub at the moment are writing their book bios. If you feel called to this amazing experience, get your application in as quickly as possible. And let's make your dreams a reality. Barbara Bustard is an artist, teaching artist, author and meditative art workshop leader. A graduate of Notre Dame University of Maryland with a degree in religious studies and art, Barbara particularly enjoys providing spiritual and meditative art experiences. She is a firm believer in research which has proven that healing is in the process, that creating for the mere act of creating, regardless of the perfection of the end result, is very beneficial to one's mental, physical, emotional and spiritual health. Barbara strives to develop the creative potential of every person, but most of all, a desire to create for the sake of creating, to receive all the benefits art provides. She is the author of The Art of Healing, 12 Step-by-Step Meditative Art Exercises for Improved Physical, Mental and Spiritual Well-Being, and Haiku in Black and White, a collection of 100 haiku poems and black and white photography for daily inspiration. Barbara is also a contributing author in volumes one and three of the Ultimate Guide to Self-Healing series. When not teaching, making art or writing, Barbara enjoys nature photography, always looking for the extraordinary in the ordinary. For more information on meditative art sessions, you can contact Barbara through her website, at barbarabustard.com. Hello, Barbara. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Hi, Katie. Thanks. Glad to be here. We've uh, been trying to do this for a while, haven't we? And we've yes, fin- we have. Finally, finally, have. finally got together. <laughs> <laughs> so, Barbara, you wanted to talk with our audience today about the healing benefits of creativity. Yes. Yes. I, I know how important this is myself, so the floor is yours. What, what can you share with us? Okay, well, first off, just there are so many benefits physically, mentally, spiritually, um, and physically, I mean, art heals. It Just looking at art can release endorphins in your brain 
which of course creates a sense of well-being. And creating art is even more powerful. So when we create art, we open new neural pathways in our brain. And the more pathways, the better our brain functions. So there's first benefit right there. Absolutely. <laughs> better brain function. And um, another part of the better brain function besides the neural pathways is that when you're creating art, you're actually using both the right and left hemisphere. Mm. So your right side is your is your creative side and the left side is your analytical logical side. So of course the creating engages your imagination and helps you feel hopeful and see all kinds of possibilities. But when you're creating art, you're constantly making decisions. And those decisions are about color, what tools you're going to use, how to make a sculpture support itself. And all of those things engage, engage your left side, your analytical side. So that it totally improves your brain function too, and, and improves memory and improves problem solving skills. Then as far as the body's concerned, when you engage in a creative activity, your mind relaxes. Yeah. And when your mind relaxes, your stress level decreases. And the number one cause of illness, the major underlying cause of illnesses is stress mm, absolutely. so there's another big one it also the creative process reduces pain because again when you're creating your mind relaxes your focus isn't on the pain that you may be feeling and so if you're not noticing it as much you're distracted from it you you take less pain medication. They've actually done hospital studies and the people that were given creative activities while in the hospital reduced the amount of pain medication they required. Then there is, of course, just the feeling better, the releasing of the good hormones in your brain. So of course that'll lift your spirits and it helps people with grief, sadness, depression, now, of course, it's not a substitute if, you know, needing medical care for depression, but it can work alongside that and help to ease the the state of depression. Definitely. And when I ran my charity, which was an alternative mental health charity, we had an art therapy group in my house every week because... yeah. It, it was it was really beneficial to them and we did music therapy as well we did all sorts well of music is art engaged. anything yeah, creative. Exactly. Yes. yeah. Anything, so, anything so creative absolutely and then that goes along with art helps people work through life events and illness mm. so it gives you a vehicle to express and release whatever emotions are present and sometimes i always say art gives voice to the things where we can't find the words Absolutely. It lets you express what is, I, art expresses the words caught in your throat, what you can't say, but you can put it out, even if it's just in the form of color. It doesn't have to be, and I'm not talking being a Rembrandt or a Michelangelo and being able to draw and paint realism. That isn't this type of art. No, just, just art the same as a any child would do it. Any creative activity, and it can just be putting color, different colors, because there's a whole, you know, color theory not the technical part about mixing colors and stuff like that, but the color theory as emotional 
Mm. We, we attach feelings to colors. Colors affect us. And there's general um, consensus, basically, of what, like, red is anger, you know, but it can also be love. It depends on how you've been engaged. Like, for an example, this is, I, I think I put this experience in the book when I talked about color theory. So I was um, saying goodbye to some friends one day after church and I hugged the first one then I hugged the second one and when I hugged the second friend Judith I saw the most gorgeous jewel tone red my whole inner vision you know was just this beautiful beautiful red like I had never seen before and I said oh I'm seeing red but when I left (laughs) she turned she turned to the other friend and said oh my gosh doesn't that mean she's mad (laughs) no well I guess not because I married her two years later (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was the most gorgeous red I have ever seen red love hearts then (laughs) so but red also can be anger I mean if yeah or fear if you had an experience as a child of some negative experience and it involved the color red, whether it was mm-hmm. something someone was wearing or something in the room, then you're not going to associate red with or somebody, a good somebody, feeling. Somebody believed in something. Right. Accident. right. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, and they say blue is calming. Well, again, it, generally it is. But if you've had an experience with it mm. that it wasn't, then you're not going to like blue and it's not going to calm you down. It's going to give you anxiety. Yeah. So... What what would you suggest to help with things like that? What the the color Trick, triggers with colors? I suppose avoid okay. them or, or, or avoid them or well or have more using... of it around so that you can reframe that. Well, I think using it in art, you can reframe it to make it a positive thing, but I. Um, in the actually the first uh, chapter of my book, The Art of Healing, deals with it's an exercise in making your own uh, emotional color wheel. Mm. So we do a meditation and you go through all the colors and you notice what emotions does that evoke in you. And of course, if it's if you're you know feeling anxious all the time and and you realize that you really hate yellow and you've got a room painted yellow. Well, change the color of your room. I mean, you know, it makes you feel icky every time you walk into the room. (laughs) If you realize that that's something that sets you off, then yes, you know, go for a different color, but you could also use it. I do it as a way for expressing yourself. Like when you're just, you know, want to express some emotions or work through things, then what colors would you want for that? Are you really happy? What are your joyful colors, you know, and just paint a bunch of those colors. Or if you're going through um, anger, then, you know, and red is angry for you, then just take red and put red all over it and release it. You know, Um, I had an exercise where I did that in a, in a series of mandalas and the first one was about releasing a lot of anger I had about 
life experience, you know, from a child and, and I just took black and I, and the reason I chose a mandala, here's another thing, because for one thing, if sometimes you have so much built up anger of a past experience or whatever, that you're afraid to release it. Cause it was like, if I let go, I'm not going to stop. I'm just going to like go crazy with this anger. Right. Yeah. So I chose a mandala and all I did was that gave me a contained space to hold the anger. So I wouldn't be like, you know, everywhere. And I used black. I just had black on a brush and I just like the whole circle and it was a good release. And then of course it was a three series thing. So then I went on to the next thing and the next thing where I, you know, was not expressing the anger. And then of course it was bright colors and things like that. Um, but again, are you, so, so have, you, have you always, um, have you always used art in this way or is it, is it something that's happened recently? Um, I think I always have not so consciously as a child, but I was always creative. Like art was an escape, you know, it gave me like, I could be off into myself, not be stressed out, just be, you know, enjoying it. And I wrote poetry and things like that, but as an adult, definitely more and more and more. Um, I realized, you know, I used art to work through, divorce i used art to work through grief um i use art to express joy um i use art as a big part of my spirituality i most days i've kind of things have been a little crazy but i haven't had my quiet morning time like i usually do normally in the mornings i would get up and i have what I, well, I actually have a big one here. This I have what I call my prayer journal. And in here, I do. This is how I pray or meditate every morning. Beautiful. The center will have a word or a person. If, I, if my meditation or prayers are for a specific person going through something or something I need discernment with or whatever. So the center gets a word that's my focus. And then I build a mandala out from it. And um, so that's, I use that to discern things. I use it to work through things. I just use it as general, you know, I want to hold somebody up that needs something or just as general blessing, you know, just mm. give them everything they need, temporal and spiritual, you know, just for mm -hmm. general purposes. Um and clay is a big part of, I used to be, I was a potter for 20 some years, a ceramic artist. So I found clay very, very spiritually connecting for me. And, um, and I've had experiences where I received a revelation from spiritual direction and I needed a way to keep that as a reminder. And so I made, when I went home, I made what I call meditation balls or prayer balls. And I just took clay and I made a hollow ball. Mm. And um, when I, I don't have this, my, my ceramics studio anymore, so I can't do fired clay, but I still do the meditation balls uh, 
in workshops and things. It doesn't, it can be, you know, air dry clay, but when it's a fired clay inside the ball before I would connect it on, I would have, I did, and then I would have when I did workshops, people, even children, you know, write something either that you write something that you want to release to the universe, give to God, something that, you know, need to, you need to let go of. Mm -hmm. And of course, put that piece of paper inside the ball and it's sealed. So when that ball is fired, that paper is burned to ash and released. Mm -hmm. And, um, and on the outside of the ball, before it's fired, of course, you, we write, you can, you know, stamp letters, you can carve with the pencil, as either a scripture verse, a saying, or just words that you want to remind yourself of. And then that is on the ball. And then I, I use it in meditation by holding it because the weight of the ball kind of helps you keep focused. You know, sometimes it's hard to meditate. You start and then you're like, oh, I need to do this or, oh, I should, you know, you get out of it and then you have to bring yourself back and kind of the weight of the ball kind of keeps you focused that you're meditating. And I've had a lot of people tell me that. Yeah, yeah. I've, never, I've never heard of that before. So that's really, well, that's because really I made it up. I did. Oh, <laughs> it's <very> my thing. <laughs> well, that's the it best just, way, isn't it? <laughs> I just happened that way. And people, you know, once I started to it, they're like, yeah, holding that ball, the weight of it, because clay's, a, you know, it's a good weight. It weighs about a pound or a pound and a half, depending. I mean, I've made them. I can't get to them now, but I've made them this big. Actually, I have one downstairs that's this big, <laughs> but. Wow. Normally, it it fits in your hand, and um, yeah, and then that is another part of art because it helps us. It gives us a window into our higher, authentic selves. Because if if you combine it with meditation, but even without the meditation, because when you get involved in a process of creating, like I said, your mind relaxes. And your brain relaxes and that allows you to tap into that inner knowledge, that mm -hmm. higher self where we have all we need to know and the answers are there. But usually our brain is too busy and can't relax enough to just let that come through. Yeah. And there's been many a time where I've been working, you know, on a project. And not necessarily meditating, but I'm involved in the project. And then all of a sudden I get real clarity on something that had been bugging me, you know, and I'd be sitting and thinking, what should I do? Or how should I, what should I, you know, and of course that doesn't ever help, right? <laughs> you know, no, you don't no, get the answer, no. but it would come all of a sudden I'd be like, oh, that's it. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and I can relate to this because I've written songs straight out of a meditation right they just come straight through mm -hmm. lyrics and and the melody mm -hmm. which would have taken me weeks to sit and mm -hmm. <laughs> just to sit and right to work it out with the other side of my brain so right right we, we can be more productive in a in a kinder way to ourselves can't we yeah. When we when we do the things that maybe we we think those things that are quite playful, we think well they're I don't know. Some people have these talents and they they end up not using them. Don't I, I mean I know I've had periods of my life where I haven't sang and I haven't mm -hmm. used, used my gifts, and I've been depressed because I've mm -hmm. not realised it. But there there have been periods, and there, there are talented people who don't make the time for. 
right they feel that gifts yeah don't people don't think they're important right they don't think that that's a necessary thing and it really is we mm -hmm. are creative we are innately creative and you need to create that gives you the best well-being all over if you create i i recommend doing something creative every day absolutely even if you're i mean even like i said just looking at art well if you look outside all of creation is art so take a walk and just look for the the beauty in it look for the i call it the extraordinary and the ordinary like really take the time to look at a squirrel and see how adorable and beautiful their little faces are or their look you know or look at the birds and notice the beauty in their feathers and their expressions or even just look really close at a, a blossom a flower you know get up close and look at the beauty in that and that just reminds me of my granddaughter who's three now so you know the ladybird that is so fascinating and lifting the rock and i think we need to we need to get ourselves back to that level of curiosity that we had when we were toddlers don't we that's because it it's so exciting for them isn't it and mm -hmm. some, somehow we, we we lose that as we take life a bit too seriously right and this same thing with <clears throat> excuse me with art i say in the book get back to that five-year-old that mm. something in art and it got hung on the refrigerator oh my gosh look at my art you know do, do that make this make make art just for you don't worry about the the end product because the healing is in the process the benefits are in the process of creating it doesn't matter what it looks like in the end although doing these um these exercises in my book are step by step and you get beautiful pieces and you don't have to be an artist in other words a trained artist professional knowing how to draw you get really pretty stuff worthy of framing and, and hanging on the wall i mean and, and it's, yeah it's back to that being being a young child again where it didn't matter what you created is it, it, it no it, you just created it, we yeah. naturally create if <laughs> and, we're, and you, you know. know it's beautiful however it looks mm -hmm. because there's nobody right. there to to criticize you i think that's part of it isn't it so the inner critic yeah. comes, uh, and other people you being worried about other people criticizing something but it's right. such a, a, an amazing form of expression so where can our listeners find you if they want to learn more barbara okay um my website now is changed to barbarabuster.com because I'm I'm redoing it. So it's it used to be art for body, mind, and soul.com. And I think if you if they <clears throat> even if you put that in, if you look down, you'll find it'll say barbarabuster.com somewhere. But also um Facebook. I have a personal page, so you can just friend me. And I also have art for the soul. I have my photography page, I have my author page. Um but you can just friend me. You can email me at art for body, mind, and soul at gmail.com um, or message me on Messenger. I'm fine with that. I have several Instagrams. There's a photography and a personal and an art for body, mind, and soul Instagram, I believe. Um, and so or email me i don't you know any way you want to get in touch with me is fine <laughs> thank you wonderful is there anything else that you'd like to share today that you haven't um, mentioned well just that the importance of just creating for the sake of creating i have the 
I consider that our life is full of seasons and I don't mean, you know, I, I, there's like a spring season where we grow and we learn, we have new adventures, you know, it might be a brand new phase of life. There's summer seasons that are just, everything's going great. It's carefree, full of laughter and joy. And then there's fall seasons where you have to let go of things. You have to transition. There could be grief or loss or changes. And the winter seasons are hibernation and rest and quiet, which is healing and preparing for your next spring, which is a new adventure or whatever. Now, these seasons don't come in order. They don't coincide with the seasons of the year. They're just seasons in your life. And you can have a couple of them at a time, you know, <laughs> they can overlap. Like you can something... have them all in one day, can't you? Really? Right. You can well, you know, but you can be having one area of your life is like summer. Everything's great. But another area of your life could be a time of change and transition. And, and using art and meditation combined really allows our spirit to speak to us and to express our soul's journey, whether it's joy or grief or exhaustion or desire for a new path, a new way to go. And so I just encourage people to, you know, create, just do anything to create and let your mind relax. And, and that, if you combine it with a meditation beforehand, that's a focused um, like each one of these exercises in my book, oh, this is the book, by the way, the art of healing, That's 12 step-by-step nice. -step meditative art exercises. They have a, a focus that you can, you don't have to do the exercises with the meditation, but each one is geared to a focus, like, you know, finding out what you want to do or what you can be or, or just remembering like what a great colorful life you have if you know sometimes we forget that we think oh this was bad this was bad but if you do this art when you're done it's beautiful mm. and yeah it's got some other you know some unpleasant stuff but then there's good stuff and it's all combined in this beautiful image um <clears throat> so i just Definitely, you need to create every day and just make the art for yourself. It isn't about the end product. It's the, the pro process. It's all about the journey, isn't it? Yeah. Thank you for your time today, Barbara. I will be putting the links in the show notes. So I'll put the link to your book in there as well because I quite fancy that myself. Okay, great. <laughs> thank great. you for thank you for coming in today. Well, thanks so much for having me, Katie. I enjoyed it. Bye for now. Bye. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories and learn to trust your intuition now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. Hopefully you will have heard something today that helps you feel a little lighter and more connected and aware of who you really are. My aim is to share love, light and wisdom raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think that it would help them in any way. You can find me at the Soulful Valley podcast page on Facebook. My website is soulfulvalley.com. 
You can also connect with me on Instagram at Soulful Valley. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.